Welcome back. Here we go. Episode three. Lads and ladies, we continue. What'd you think of that intro? Would love to know. I yeah. liked it personally. It was sick. Throws me back. That was the intro to a Halo level. If you guys have ever played Halo, um, there's Halo 2. So there's one of the original tracks and just gets me going. It represents this like the state of mind of adventure and just going out into the world and getting shit done. And so I got me fired up, man. Mm. I don't know about you. Oh, no way. Oh, oh. you know, the shower video. That's just it, man. Oh. <laughs> Come on, you can't laugh. You got to get in the zone for it. Oh. 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 <laughs> I'm going to hit that You need note. the echo, man. Yeah. You need the shower room true, echo to get shower. that going on. Probably just killed everyone's ears right there, but we apologize for I think for this that. thing balances that. There we go. Uh, but yeah, if it did kill you, sorry. You just got to hit that note at some point here. Here we go. It'll come maybe next episode. Should we slap on some binaural beats? Yeah, let's slap it on right now. Let's do it. We're going to do another round of the binaural beats over the podcast. Uh, just because the first time we did it, uh, we actually had the volume too low on the input end. So on the output, you guys didn't hear the binaural beats, but on our end, they were playing at a pretty reasonable level. So we're going to turn it up now. We're going to try that out. It's max volume on our input. Sean's got it down on his phone. Uh, I just, I personally don't, I haven't figured it out yet. I don't know how to turn down the volume for the overall, but we'll play around with it. See how it goes. Anyway, as John said, welcome back to uh, episode three here. Sean and I had a great time yesterday discussing morning routines and uh, figured that we might as well naturally segue into evening routines as we discussed a little bit about uh, what we do yesterday or the day before on episode two. So, yeah. The, um, first of all, man, what did you get up to the other day? What have you been doing since we last met? Yesterday, it's been a day. And so yesterday was pretty good, man. I, uh, I'm i looking into this Health Coach Institute. So health coaching is something that's really drawn me in Recently, I think it's something that really aligns with what I love to do, which is human optimization. There's a special focus on habit change, which I love. And I think it's one of the most important things nowadays is being able to change your habits. Brandon brought up this book, Atomic Habits, last um, podcast. And I think it really, yeah, it just, it's so important in this time and age because we get where um, as you lose self-awareness, as your self-awareness starts to dim, habits become more unconscious and you become less self-aware of what you're doing on a routine basis. And a lot of times that works against people because they're stuck in habits that are self-defeating or just shitty habits like being able to eat, eating foods that don't serve them, but they're habitually just attached to it. And so think habit change is something that's crucial nowadays especially with COVID-19 and 
Yeah, other than that, looking into this Health Coach Institute, I had this uh, spontaneous decision that I wanted to jump in the ocean. It's one of those crazy things I you think about. You jumped in the ocean yesterday? Jumped in the ocean, man. It was a good time. How was yeah. it? You dumped so, those negative ions? Positive ions? Yeah, slept well, too, and that's something you'll find. Like, if you ever played on a beach barefoot, you'll sleep well at night and you'll notice it. And it's because you're just, you're getting the grounding, you're attached to the earth, and then you're also getting that magnesium from the ocean help calm you down and then obviously those negative eons and so it was dope i was like yo brother andrew want to jump in the ocean with me and he's like yeah why not and so uh when how long down did you guys to, stay in it's about eight minutes eight to ten it's minutes a good session man. it was good yeah we went for a little run first uh down the beach and back bare shirt and it's real funny because it was real cloudy man there's just like different people on the beach probably thinking like yeah, boy, sun's not out. Like, go back home, you know? But we jumped in, went for a little swim, felt real good, came out. And, man, if you've ever driven a car after a cold dip in the ocean, it's frightening. It's like you have Tourette's. So you're always like, you shake. Oh, yeah, I don't you know if you've ever shakes. noticed that. So yeah. I get bad shakes afterwards, and you breathe through it. But the um, it's funny, man. My brake lights just were kind of going on and off all the time and so besides that it felt amazing and it just resets you and yeah man it was good that was the day what about you brandon that was a tuesday um let's see i just settled in a routine out here it's been pretty been pretty slow yeah it's uh i went for a walk went outside just got in nature find this so important nowadays man just like don't coop yourself up Get outside, just do something that makes you think and get a different perspective. So I just I stepped out of the house, went for a walk, moved around, went and did a little workout in the workout room here, and just kick back, man. I got a new nice series, man. making my way through Mad Men right now. Mm, I haven't heard of it. Uh, it's an old-time show, man. It's been recommended by a few older guys. It's things from the 80s. Uh, it's pretty misogynistic. You know, just classic old dudes that are in business. Uh, you know, they don't really care about women. It's just funny as hell. <laughs> it's like watching them, man. I it's like shows in general. Too. I appreciate it. But. Yeah. Yeah, man. I've had uh, my sister is uh, an actor, professional actor, who's been a part of a couple of shows and movies. And she's always coming back home with lists of different episodes and TV shows that she wants me to watch. And it's not something I'm really drawn to right now now and similar to video games i just haven't had a draw to to spend time watching those but i do see there's a lot of cool things that go on in good tv shows that my sister's trying to uh get across to me and yeah. there's benefit you know well like, i know like i've done a lot yeah. of looking into that it's uh because it, you waste a lot of time mm. you know watching shows but the thing is you get to fall in in line with these characters like mm. people cr- our artists that are the, the directors behind the scene they're they're creating these people with these certain skills and certain qualities that you only if you watch a show and you're like absorbed in it and i find that's the only way to watch a show if you kind of have it on in the background i mean that can maybe work for something that's like a documentary but if you really follow a show and you get involved with the characters there is a lesson to be learned and mm. that's where i like i love them uh, and like a recent one was a Peaky Blinders man you just learn about what you know stress and what these guys uh, uh, P- 
peak mob level go through and have to deal mm. with and uh, I mean they're just characters at the end of the day but and they're just representations of hypothetical situations but just mm. seeing how they emotionally deal with these these circumstances that are in front of them is you know, that that's what makes the show cool to me mm. yeah I know I get that and it reminds me of um I think it was Tim Ferriss who was going on about fiction books about how like a good novel is so healthy for the brain because it allows you to really go into another person's perspective yeah. and that perspective has been curated by whatever author was writing it but it does allow you to almost see life in different eyes and that can be incredibly useful because when you're only going around the world you know in your own mind and your own perspective it's limited when you get to open up to other people's perspectives or another person's, let's say, adventure here in life, it's it can be very beneficial and yeah, takes you away from your really mind. Really well said, yeah. That's exactly how I take it, an alternative perspective. Yeah. yeah. So you're not a show guy, eh? Not as much. No, not as much. Honestly, I'd recently I'd much rather like slap on a good self-development video or something, you know? It just... Something that it lights me up the same way I think some people get lit up when they watch TV shows. But I just, um, part of me would like to. Part of me feels lazy when I do, which I don't think is a healthy association. Because it is important to let your mind relax and to play the video games, to do the things that do relax you. Not in excess, of course, but we all have our ways of compensating for the monkey mind or whatever you want to call it that just slow us down and help us relax and enjoy life and so mm. i just have different a different outlet for that i guess everyone's got their outlet as long as you're practicing both sides yeah, balance yeah that's all that really matters man what do you yeah. normally tune into nowadays Tuning in um video wise just like uh, information you're plugging wise. in sd videos what's in the rotation yeah, man. Actually, I'll bring up an example from last night. I started watching this documentary. I really recommend it. It's 53 minutes long. It's about the... the um, Out in the Sahari Desert, I think it is, is one of the last hunter-gatherer tribes. And if you've ever seen the movie, The Gods Must Be Crazy. Absolute, just fantastic, hilarious movie. But these, um, they're one of the last tribes that we know of that still practice um, ancestral hunting and gathering. So the men go out for days sometimes to hunt elk. And it really, um, it was fascinating. It's one of the most fascinating things I've read in so long. And it was how, so the documentary is called The Last Dance, A Hunter's Story. And it talks about how these tribes just, love what they do and they don't want to be assimilated into what they know the rest of the world is advancing into because they just run they they um have such a good connection with nature and their body and they're so in tune with the rhythm of earth and the world and so legit these hunters will run non-stop for four hours like there's a segment of the movie where this guy single-handedly so you know there's hyenas there's lions there's all these things that are dangerous but this guy's running for four hours straight chasing this one deer not even a very big deer just a deer 
way faster than him but it really showed the ability of persistence that a human has and so he's chasing this deer for four hours straight and he knows how to track the deer of course and the deer's shooting off into the distance and then the uh, hunter will slowly come over the hill and the deer will see him again it'll shoot off and he'll, he'll know how to track and eventually they were saying like he puts on deer mind which i thought was really cool like he becomes the deer so he knows he doesn't even have to look at the tracks anymore he know where he knows where that deer is heading and he's fascinating and eventually the deer overheats it's obviously super hot and there's just this moment where he's standing right beside the deer and the deer's like i give up like you got me you know and then he like takes its life says a little prayer thanks it and then brings it back to his family and um just fascinating yeah so that's that's what i've been watching recently that was last night and i like things that just keep the curiosity going and really represent the the potential we have as human beings whether as fitness video or something to do with the mind or an adventure that someone has and so many cool things out there to learn about and i like the inspiration i get from the stuff i watch and it really um it's my uh it's my entertainment i'd say yeah uh that was a really good story and where my mind was going to where when you were saying that was first one was with ross edgley when in his book he talks about when he was hunting with the tribe and they called him Leadfoot because Leadfoot. he was landing heel to toe. Yeah. And he thought he was just running normally, right? But uh, there's an art behind hunting and that's oh, been yeah. lost. And everyone, especially with running shoes, they, they haven't really learned the art of running, especially mm. in a hunting situation where you have to be able to run fast and you got to run quietly. Everyone just runs for the physical um, gain and benefit. Yeah. but. Back in the ancestral times, you needed to be able to run stealthily. Yeah. And so his tip was he learned how to actually run. He's a big prom promoter of um, Vivo footwear. Vivo barefoot. Vivo barefoot. Love That's this. the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the second thing that came up while you were uh, talking about your story was um, the gratitude over the meal. And that's the thing that you actually taught me a couple months ago and actually goes back and just any sort of religion is just a prayer and a blessing over the meal, which I've found is I haven't been living with my Christian family. Uh, I just don't and haven't done at all is mm -hmm. expressing gratitude over the meal and kind of directing where the, the resources of the meal are going to go to my body and what it's going to feed mm. my mind. And that is a, that is something that you just have to do and appreciate. And, um, what was that gratitude prayer that you uh, you told me? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, man, hit me. What is it again? Yeah, that absolutely. Was and so I was, uh, really quick backstory, I was traveling and I ended up at this meditation retreat that was real pivotal, pivotal in my time, in my, uh, bleh, in my life because I was coming back from traveling. And so one of the things that struck me was how they put an emphasis on eating food presently. And so... I wanted a reminder every time I ate a meal to be able to focus on what I'm eating and really be um put me in a in a state of gratitude and appreciation and also calm me down. So the prayer that I made up was this in gratitude and appreciation 
from where this food came from and how it got to my plate. May this food build this house strong. May it nourish this garden of the mind and fuel this vehicle to do extraordinary things in this life. And so the house is your body. And I'll kind of visualize just a strong, vital body. And then the mind is obviously, or the garden of the mind is your thoughts and your emotions and everything, the directing pilot in your head. So keep him healthy. And then the vehicle is just the mind and body going through life. And it, um, it's great. It really puts me in a mood of sympathetic nervous system, calms me down. And it really is, was it the parasympathetic nervous system? Not Either a way, doctor. And, yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it just, they know eating in a state of calmness actually helps you digest and really absorb the nutrients a lot better than when you're eating in a car between jobs, shoving food down. And so, yeah, so that was prayer. Yeah. The, uh, when you taught me that, I combined that with a thing I learned about doing like a breathing exercise before you eat. Yep. Really deep, opening up the stomach, even a little glass of water to get everything lubricated. And plus the prayer, man, I swear to God, I felt the benefits from it. Like if I could eat a bigger meal and feel energized afterwards, not like lagged and tired. Uh, there's just something about like looking at that meal and just focusing on every bite and the taste and the flavor. Yeah. Because uh, for years I did what everyone else would do. I just throw up on my phone and, you know, watch something on there, play around with something on there, yeah. be on a phone or whatever. Meat, eating is as a whole has been almost like an inconvenience mm. and where that is like our nourishment. That is how we consume energy. That is how we mm. live. It's through food. Yeah, and it's almost been us. put on the side, like as if it's like, oh, I have to eat. My stomach's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah my stomach's growling, man. I got to throw a meal back. Or what's in the fridge? Yeah, no one wants yeah. to take the time to put the art in behind something incredible for the body that you're going to eat. It's uh, Whether it be through hunting when you had to earn the kill or whether it be mm. through like cooking a recipe that's profound. You have to go get the hunt the ingredients from grocery stores. I mean, same thing. When you earn the meal, it's just... It's almost like an energy you get like subconsciously. You're just like, yeah. man, I feel good. I, I cooked that shit. I cooked that shit, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're so proud of it, man. You eat that bag. You're like, yeah, I'm feeling it. Oh. It is funny. Yeah, it is. Um, I feel there's a disconnection that a lot of people have nowadays with what they do. And um, what they do could be eating food, could be going on a walk, could be going on the bus, could be exercising like there's not a present connection that's as strong as it used to be in the past. And um, just like to compare it to that hunting documentary I just watched, like this hunter is constantly focused on the tracks and constantly focused on what he thinks the animal is, is doing right now, the movement. So he's almost outside of his mind, putting himself inside the deer or just inside the world to really be able to figure out where this deer was going. And with food, it is, it's similar. I mean, there's a real difference you feel like Brandon's saying when you eat food presently and you do, you realize where it comes from. And for me, it's such an easy way to experience gratitude because if you think about everything you're eating, where'd it come from? 
So like this morning, man, I had spinach and that was raised on a farm somewhere. It was delivered. It was in the grocery store. Someone put it on the grocery shelf. Um, I took it home. The meat, like where'd that come from? And all the people who um, combined what they did to get you that food to where it is now on your plate. And then from all over the place, man, I mean, tomatoes, meat, cheese, like they all come from different places. Yet we have such an awesome ability in this day and age to be able to take all of that and just find it on our plates and not have to hunt for hours and hours, you know? And so that's the importance of what we do cold showers for, man, the fight or flight, because everything's so convenient nowadays. You got to practice it in other areas. How are you hunting for your kill in your life? Mm, I like that. Yeah. What is your kill? Too? What is your kill? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's uh, it's what keeps me going as far as pushing my mind and body because it's yeah, every it's a state of flow when you're mm-hmm. when you're describing how the hunter was getting into the mind of the deer. That's what's so good about like a, a team sport mm. or uh, like a craft or a hobby where your mind and your hands and your body they're just they're working with one thing they're focused on one thing they're not distracted by anything else yeah yeah that's what's getting lost in a society where multitasking is is so prominent uh, there's no such thing too it's yeah. funny people think you can multitask you can't multitask like your brain can't do that but it can task switch really efficiently mm-hmm. and every time you task switch there's a lag time for your brain to fully catch up so that's why I like reading um, Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, had a deep effect on me because it was, we tend to want to study and listen to music or eat and listen or watch a video or exercise and even, man, watch a TV show or listen to music. But your brain is task switching between those two and you're not giving either task the efficient amount of energy and focus it needs to fully be to fully get you immersed inside of it which i think is where you find the most benefit and so for a while i was exercising in like um what brandon said flow state flow state is such a beautiful word that i think is almost a goal people should set to get into certain times during a day you should have like a 30 minute flow and so that could be man there's so many different types of flow there's meditation what I love doing is slacklining. So that really puts your focus on the balance of what you're doing and connects your mind and body. And there's eating too. Like you can eat and flow. And there's so many good benefits you get and so much more benefits you get from whatever you're doing when you're fully focused on it. And it's an important skill coming up in the future because people are losing the ability to have to be able to work deep or to be in a state where they can get a lot done. And if your mind's constantly switching back and forth, it's very hard to produce quality work that's needed. And so I think some some people can still get the work done. Uh, So I dig in his example is what if someone knew nothing about any of this, didn't research Mm -hmm. it, just was doing their work. You can in a state of flow naturally without knowing it when let's say there's a deadline due. For a project, and you know you only have X amount of time to get it done. 
a lot of people naturally hit that state of flow, knowing that if they don't finish the project, they'll fail the grade or they, they, they'll fail the presentation. Yeah. That's always a natural cue when you have an expiration date for, for something. Mm. Uh, where was my mind going to next when you're describing that? It was... Uh, um, I lost it where I was going with that, but... Yeah. I haven't read that book, Deep Work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I keep going on. I lost where I was going with that. Yeah, no worries. It's going to happen a lot. Yeah. That's that's uh, flow state. <laughs> Gets breaking up sometimes, but... Yeah, keep going on. It might just come to my mind, like, yeah. later on. Sometimes happens. I'll just jump you on. get that trigger and you're, you're yeah, back on 100%. it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, actually, the binaural beats we're listening to right now, it's called flow state. And it's about putting you in the same brainwave state as people are in when they're in flow. And so... It's um, it's really cool. And one thing uh, I think Brandon was on about was what triggers flow state. And I know when there's a certain amount of risk, that is certainly when you feel flow. And so if you're rock climbing, Mm. rock climbing or bouldering, you definitely produce a state of flow because there's a risk of your life you could be injured you could be this or that and so your brain is just like i need to put all my focus and attention on doing this task and so i can't remember um there's a book uh stephen kotler and jamie wheel are two people who have pretty much committed their careers to studying flow state and it's a huge economy right now that's actually um surprisingly a lot of the things we do are based on trying to seek out flow. And so if that's watching a movie, I think they define even going to like a theater or watching a movie puts you in a state of flow because it pretty much takes your attention and focuses it on one thing and um, allows the monkey mind to kind of relax a bit. And so there's there's risk and then there's there's a reward i think where you were going on like there's a reward when there's an expectation and there's a reward available in the future it really just focuses your mind and it's great cold showers again i think are brilliant because it forces you to focus on your breath you're not thinking about what you need to do later on in the day you're not thinking about the past it's just fucking cold so you need to be in the present moment and really immersed in trying to relax and you feel great flow seat in general it just it makes you feel really good real good yeah it's uh one thing i would love to research more i'm glad we're actually discussing it there was a recent book off of the one that you talked about which i haven't read either um just completely niched in flow Mm. Uh, one of the studies that opened my mind to it was when you do hit that state of flow you actually consume less energy than when mm. you're creating the process to flow. You're you when you're forcing yourself to do something, it's more mental energy. But when you hit flow, the energy you consume is like drops off. It's right. not even in right. a, a fraction of the amount that you consume when you're trying to focus on something or when you're multitasking. And that's what's so special about flow and what has created these books that have come from it is it's really under-researched. No one really Mm. knows what it is, but we know it's something that happens within us when we obsessively work on something 
or it's something we enjoy there's like a risk involved yeah yeah that's that was one of the the cues uh is, yeah, is yeah. having that proportion of risk involved like expiry mm. date on a project or risking of falling off of uh, your rope that's there's always something there yeah there's um yeah two things come up and i think the book maybe you're thinking about that i've read recently by Stephen Collar and Jimmy Wheel is called Stealing Fire. And um, it's an awesome book all about flow. So if you are interested, I really recommend that. Talk about the upcoming economy, changes that we'll see in order to incorporate more flow. And the money going into it, which is like a, the flow state economy is like over a trillion dollars. The amount of all the different activities that contain some elements of flow is over one trillion so that's like the economy like what would be some examples oh man it could be surfing it could be skiing it could mm. be sports it could be movie theaters performances like all these different things that capture our attention and um there's there's four elements to flow now that i'm remembering from that book and it's in this acronym stir so s-t-e-r so when you're in a flow state four things happen S, you're, there's, um, there's a selflessness. And so you kind of lose yourself, your sense of identity in that moment. And then there's timelessness. So you actually lose track of time when you're in a state of flow. And then there's effortlessness, which is what Brandon was talking about, about you don't need a lot of energy to be doing what you're doing. It's like, I remember playing soccer and being in some games where I'm just killing it and I'm in flow. Mm-hmm. And things are just happening and I'm losing sense of time and everything I'm doing just seems easy. I seem fitter and that's effortlessness. And then the R is richness. And so the experience of whatever you're doing just seems more rich. You get more downloads of just of good feelings and all of that. And um, yeah, it's, it's I haven't thought about it for a while, actually, but it's a good thing it's came up in this podcast because it's. It's an important thing to try and seek out and walking in nature, I think has an element to that as well. And being able to focus your energy on a task is Mm. crucial and rewarding considering the flow state it can put you in. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite, yeah, there's one book I'm reading right now. It's called the one thing. Mm. It's more of a business book, but I can see it having ties to flow of just sticking to one thing that you work on mm-hmm. if you're just putting your attention on 18 different things during the day flow can naturally progress but i'm i haven't researched flow to the levels you have man this has been mm-hmm. actually fascinating for me i'm learning a lot just from sweet you know what you've uh, brought it up you've looked into <laughs> yeah it's, i think it's something we've all felt and listening to sean describe it it's something we can all relate to uh and what you can know is that there's a lot more research out there that could help trigger it. I know it was mentioned a little bit in Atomic Habits and both mm-hmm. the state of flow, because that is what creates flow is having triggers and cues to get your mind into the framework of we're going into deep work right yeah. now. And because it's not a switch that goes on and on, the best way you can get that switch to turn on is to have things that help it smooth that process. Yeah. Like having a dedicated space in your house that's just for work. Like I know I mess this up a lot. I'll give you an example of 
I would just work from wherever in the house. I would mm. just sit down and just go go to work. Um, and I know a few years ago, I would just have my laptop on and uh, my bed. And as I've researched more, I realized how terrible that was for you is because your bed is for sleeping. If you have sleeping yep. issues, the number one <laughs> thing that you cannot do is uh, be in bed with your laptop. Because yep. your mind doesn't know if it's supposed to sleep in the bed or if it's supposed to do work in the bed or watch mm. movies in the bed or supposed to be like saving reserves to keep your attention late at night. Uh, so that was one thing I eliminated right away when I heard about that. The other one was uh, that was a little bit more surprising to me was where I work and where I set my my state of flow too. So mm. then I created a desk that all I'm supposed to do there when I'm standing in that desk or sitting, yeah, that's the new one there, but just <laughs> like... I know that when my laptop's set there and I have my keyboard in front of me, that's where I only work. I don't go on any social media, don't check out any games or read any articles. It's just strictly for work. And it's helped a lot, man. I found that I, my work is actually decreased. Like I do less time invested in it and I get more done because mm -hmm. I know that's just strictly where I'm going to work. Right. It's like um, you brought up on the last podcast, the importance of triggers for building habits. Yeah. And it's um, it's just that. And so, yeah, if my bedroom, it's a bit different because I'm kind of a lot of things I do are in my bedroom. And so I have my bed in my bedroom. I have a yoga mat. So I do a little bit of exercise. Um, and then I also have a desk where I like to study and do stuff. And it has... There's a book, Sleep Smarter, by Sean Stevenson, where he explains how important it is to set up your room for sleep. And I haven't been able to really figure out a way around being able to switch up different um, different states of being, whether that's learning or exercise or sleep. Like right now, they're kind of mashed together, and I want that's one thing I want to focus on soon enough and this remind this conversation really reminded me of that but um hey again it though some people don't have the space yeah. including me like i'm up in a condo Definitely. and you have to really just work with what you have which uh, is an element of it yeah but a good thing just stick working to the day and like uh good thing is when you're like the evening times where you do your stretches in the morning if you're nailing your routine you're up early enough uh, it's the best way to set your day mm. uh but yeah, it's um, work with what you have. Yeah, just absolutely. not like. Do you have any troubles with sleeping right now? Like, right now, not so much. I've had a few nights that have been pretty shitty, and I know what triggered those nights. What was so, that like? So two examples. One is when I smoke, which isn't often, but when I do, it really gets me creative. Which is one of the reasons why I like. Um, Smoking at times is because it puts me in the state of mind where I'm relaxed. I've got good body awareness and I'm also, my mind's kind of firing and I'll, I'll do some journaling. I'll note stuff down. I'll watch mm -hmm. like my documentary I watched last night. I watched after I smoked a little bit. And um, sometimes like a couple nights ago, I smoked and I'm in bed and my mind just won't stop turning, you know? Uh, I know exactly. Yeah. That's tough to fight. Uh, mm. One guy I looked into, just a quick touch on that, and then yeah, I'll get back please. to what you're doing, is uh, he said if your mind is just a monkey brain like that, just get up and move around mm -hmm. until it's over. Like, move yeah. around, journal, uh, do something, because 
you're just going to lay in bed anyway yeah, and just think. And in a lot yeah. of the time, it's just useless thought. Mm. It's just repeating over and over and over and over and over. But you think it's some profound. Uh, but really, I'm it's just something. Yeah, right. Not so right. it's just best to like get up, like write it down, deal with it. And spend a bit of breath work or just, you know, take some time and then go mm. back to bed. Like reset the process. Because if your mind's still busy by the time you hit the bed, you, you, you got to just get back up and continue work on it. Because your bed is for sleeping, not for thinking. And that's the hardest part I've had, man, is when you're yeah. in bed thinking, get up and write it down. Like yeah, don't man. stay there and think. Your body and mind is going to think, okay, nice. You did your routine. Uh, you stretched nice. You journaled nice. Okay, we're in bed. Lights are off. Time to think. <laughs> Counterproductive, yeah. Yeah, man, exactly. Well, a, what is good about what you do, at least, is you're journaling a lot. And, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what else are you doing? Uh, let's say your mind's busy before bed, like you're getting up, writing it down. You're doing a stretch routine. I mean, I guess this whole podcast was set on evening routine. It was, yeah. Been a good one. A good I like how it's been on, it. uh, yeah. been on flow. But yeah, take me through uh, what you, what are, uh, what's your current routine. Yeah, so currently I've actually gotten a lot out of your stretching routine. And so I came over, um, man, Saturday and we did like this yoga sesh and it was awesome. Right away, it just reminded me of how valuable stretching the body is and relaxing the body. Foam roller is fantastic. And um, you're just, stress is stored in the body. And so when you give yourself the chance to roll out or stretch, it literally is relieving stress. And um, I think a quote I brought up last podcast was people don't know sleep because they don't know peace. And it's very much that it's peace in the mind and peace in the body. And so what I've tried to do to orientate my mind and body to be in a state of peace so then I can go to bed is stretching and i love using a bit of candle man i think candle light something dim no blue light no bright lights it's just dim warm yellow or orange light and i'll do like five stretches some of the ones you showed me i don't know if you have the names for them uh same ones we did at your place uh, the saddle was one yeah saddle there's a nice frog one. oh the frog's good for the hands that's a good yeah, that's one good cheese that was a random time, man. That was nice, though. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious, yeah. man. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. It's a good night, though. Yo, bro, you want to go over to my place? Let's do some yoga. Do some yoga. It's a conversation I've never fucking had in my life. Yeah, that's just it, man. It's funny as hell. Weird things come out of just jumping into things and doing them, and so. <laughs> that was good, though, man. Sometimes mm. you just, uh, you got to work things through. Like, yoga's pretty intimate, man. It is. Uh, but if, you, if you're going through yoga, you're consistent, like, you're consistent like I am. Mm. Well, as you're doing the practice, you learn what muscles are tight. And sometimes it takes years to really sink in the mm. position. So you're like, I mean, man, I've been doing yoga for a couple of years now, maybe three. But even now, I'm like, holy, this was tight when I've been doing that. I've been doing this position for two years. I didn't yeah. even realize I was a muscle. Still like, tight. Yeah. yeah. Like you just I thought that was it takes bone. time. <laughs> I didn't think it moved. Uh, but then yeah You just You're like okay I guess it does move I guess it's mm -hmm. not a bone Yeah And um, that's what was The benefit of sitting down with you Is you kind of took me through Like oh man Your hips are a little tight here Like you know You want to sink in Think about relaxing Like this muscle here And I'm like oh yeah yeah, That muscle is a little bit tight mm. yeah, yeah So anyway It's 
nice just before bed, man. I look at tension as, like, and you touched on that, was tension is an energy. And tension if you avoid is. it, mm. you know, don't do the stretches before bed. And all day you've been walking around building up this tension in your body. It's, uh, and you never release it through, like, some sort of long-form practice of, like, yin or mindfulness. Like, or rolling out. Like, yeah. I love rolling out a couple times a week, man. Really getting deep into those muscles. Like, yeah, rolling works, out where I'm tense. It works. Yeah. It's real Ruins well. Best sleeps terrible. ever is when I get a good, like, 20-minute rollout session in. Or a massage, man. If you've ever had a massage yeah, and you're yeah. just sleeping like a baby that night, man. Yeah, yeah, you gotta good. get someone with, like, nice, strong hands. And yeah. Good, good woman's getting in with the elbows. Or standing on your back and shit. Yeah. Oh. I had that nausea, actually. That was crazy. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, how's your sleep that night? It's good, man. It's very good. I didn't sleep that well for a very long time, man. <laughs> some soft feet. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, tension builds up during the day. And um, I think you can really look at evening routine as a release of tension, release of the yeah. day's tension. Your tension is supposed to be a little higher in the morning. Like we touched on the last podcast, your cortisol levels are naturally high in the morning. They're there to get you up and going. They're there for a purpose. Cortisol isn't good or bad. It's bad in excess, but it's good when he, there's a natural rhythm of cortisol during a day, and it's good when it's in, um, it's in rhythm. So cortisol is high in the morning, and then it's kind of depleted, depleted. It's like energy is depleted at night. Now you're out of cortisol, you're relaxed, and that gets you triggered for sleep, and then that repeats. And so trying to see your evenings as a, um, a stress relief time, so it's a great time to meditate a little bit. Like my best favorite time to meditate is in the evening, like two hours before I go to bed. My mind's naturally just a little bit more calmer, and... Um, Yoga Nidra is a practice that has really helped me figure out and gain a better awareness of my body. So when it's tense, when it's not, when it's energized, when it's not, just like a guided meditation where one per you lie down like in Shavasana and um, you're just lying down and someone guides you through a practice of visualize, visualizing different parts of your body know thumb Mm -hmm. finger wrists and you go around your whole body and you become acquainted with the energy there with the feel there and you'll be able to be like like yesterday i was doing this and the person was like okay lower back and i was listening into my lower back and just like it was tense so what do you do you use the breath and you go and with the out breath you release the tension in breath for me is always like awareness of the tightness and then breathing out, letting go. And it works mm. like magic. Mm. So when you have that awareness that I've built through yoga nidra and yoga itself, um, you can tell when you come to an end of the day and your body's still just energetic. It still wants to get going. And so you switch on the candles, you might stretch it out, you might roll it out. Brandon, I like what you do. You um, you were saying how you you'll have a hot shower, a warm shower, and then you'll switch it to cold. Yeah. So why do you why do you do that, or what benefit do you see that going into the evening? Uh, I didn't do it before, but I found that when I 
started doing it, it was easier to stretch. So I do mm. it for the muscles because I want to get deep every night. Right. So I do, uh, you know, probably five to seven minutes warm and then another minute of cold just to close the pores up and get shock the body a little bit before bed. Mm. Um, forget what the what it produces by dumping it, you know, dumping your body with cold. But um, that has helped me really sink into the positions because it gets me alert enough. My my internal temperature is nice and relaxed. Mm. My muscles are nice and relaxed. Everything's kind of just warm and and ready to stretch, ready to roll out. Yeah, yeah. I like yoga nitro though, man. What uh, as you were saying that, I'm like, man, that would be a nice touch after I do yin. Yeah, okay. To really like dive in and like. Like laying there in Shavasana and yeah. think okay. It was something I used to do when I'd go into bed. I wouldn't stretch, but I'd be in bed doing that. But mm. after a while, if you, I, I stopped doing it probably because I was undereducated and I didn't realize that you know yeah. that's one proponent. But you gotta you gotta stretch the muscles out. Like you gotta release the tension and then like really dive into the deeper tension. Yeah, and, like, that's just you it. know you build it up all day, man. I mean, we'll try to wrap this up here. We don't want to keep this thing under 50. Fair uh, enough. We're 45, man. We're flying on this. We're flowing, man. Flow state. Yeah, flow state. Timelessness. It's, yeah. it's felt timeless. <laughs> Jesus. Um, um, but yeah, like, um, yeah, all I'm doing is hot shower, finish the cold, um, a little bit of journaling if I thought about some stuff in the shower. Right, And then right, about right. 20 to 25 minutes of uh, deep stretching, a little bit of breath work after that. Uh, just lying there in Shavasana and then going to bed. If mind's busy, get up, journal again, do some more movement, go back yeah. to bed. Yeah, it's similar. Um, on nights where I can't sleep, I'll as quickly as possible realize that I won't be able to sleep because my mind's going and I'll right away get up, turn on a candle and journal whatever's in my mind and it's mm-hmm. magic. It just like once you put it on paper, your brain's like, okay, like it's recorded. Instead, it kind of, if you don't do that, it just goes around, 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 around in your mind. You got this monkey mind that won't shut, won't shut up in your mind. It's just like, it won't escape until you put it down. You're like, stay, stay there. You know, you're trapped now. And um, that's been awesome for me recently. I haven't needed it much, but journaling in general is just a great way to take whatever's banging around in your mind and get it out and to have that freedom of thought space mm-hmm. and um yeah a couple of quick things that i love doing the room is dark and so put up you know blackout curtains i put a blanket over my curtains man every night it is like a trigger itself put the blanket up over the curtains it's dark and that signals my body like okay it's we're settling down mm-hmm. i just like unplug the phone charger and um because that's got a little light on it make sure my computer lights off like the little lights mm-hmm. and then there is something to the cold that I'm remembering real quick from Sean Stevenson's book, Sleep Smarter Again. It's when you cool, your body sleeps best when it's cool. So naturally, you're a little warmer in the morning. Then at night, when you're a bit cooler, it actually, you relax more and you go to sleep quicker. And they've done studies on that. So taking a little cold shower about half an hour before you go to bed or an hour before you go to bed. I can't remember exactly what time that was. You bring your core temperature below. Um, or no, actually, maybe it was heat. Yeah, now that I remember, maybe it's heat. So you take a warm, yeah, so you take a warmer hot shower like an hour before you go to bed. 
And then what that does is your body's temperature is higher than normal, but what it's going to do is slowly start to drop. And when it drops and it gets to that equilibrium um, um, ideal temperature, it's going to actually drop below that. And so you're going to be a little cooler. And so in that cooler state, it really puts you to sleep. And so that's why if you've ever exercised too close to sleep, you don't go to bed as my mind's wired up, my body's warm and keeping the window open to keep a little cooler always helps me out. And yeah, man, any other like little triggers or little things that you know of that really all gets of, you in that all state? All of that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, window yeah. open I did for a while, but I found I got clammy feet. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, you know, a little light sweat that you get. But uh, staying away from any sort of blue light before bed, mm. anything that... Is like electronic light. I would just say, leave it. Like think ancestral. Think about what the you know the old boys used to do. You know they're going in their cave, or their hut. You know <laughs> it's, it's got pitch no black, no yeah. lights. It may be a candle. Moonlight. Um, you know you gotta have yeah, some moonlight. Yeah, that's how that's how I'm thinking all nowadays, man. I really want my sleep routine to revolve around the the sun. Mm. So during winter, it's um, it's tough out here. Uh, just because it's dark for so long. But definitely mm-hmm. during the summer, if there's one thing you can do, keep your sleep schedule with the sun. You yeah. know, it's coming out around 6.30 right now in Victoria, B.C. It's a great time to be up, get the body moving, go for a walk, um, get your mitochondria levels up by looking yeah, into yeah. the sun when you can. 30 minutes but, uh, before and after yeah, sunrise. Yeah, yeah. just like uh, don't play video games before bed, mm. uh, especially, you know, even like an hour or so before bed. Your your mind, is that's a state of flow too. Your mind's too engaged. It's thinking about violence and uh, strategy and it it's, it's, takes a long time. When you when you have video game input before bed, you can't, uh, your body won't produce the melatonin required to actually go to sleep. Yeah, so if it. you're playing video games, if, if you need to, if something comes up or you're socializing late, just make sure you crank some melatonin before bed because your yeah. body takes probably an hour and a half, two hours to produce melatonin. Yeah. Quick hack to get some blue light glasses. I've worn these almost every day for the past two months and it just... Worst case scenario, you know, if I'm walking through my house and there's lights on because other people are awake and they're going about their whatever, doing their thing, it at least blocks out all the blue light that's associated with like natural sunlight that your body is then triggered into. Okay, it's daytime, time to get going. And so blue light glasses, I bought mine for $20, man, on Amazon. They're real hippie looking, real science looking, and I don't pull them off very well, but... That's not the point, you know. They really help with. I know you'll notice a difference in your eyes. They'll literally be more relaxed going into bed, and so um, I don't know. I'll link the ones that I've got. I've linked the ones that I've got all my brothers to buy them too. So we have five different blue light glasses. Nice. I've converted them and good, good. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from the phone before bed, and always yeah. have the uh, night shift on on your iPhone. Got mm. that, but computers too. Yeah, it's been a good one. Uh, it's just, we dove deep as flow stayed, evening uh, yeah. routine. That was nice. That was nice. Oh, sweet. That's good. So, uh, well, we got a nice cloudy day here in Victoria. No suns out today, so make sure you're cranking your vitamin D, getting that in. <laughs> got to mood regulate. Um, That's just it. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a good session today. Uh, see you guys sometime soon. Sean, you got any final words? 
other than we'll try and work on our Halo theme song entrance. I think that was a bit weak today, <laughs> but sorry for your ears if that was um, irritating or you turned the podcast off. We didn't mean to scare you away, but... No, I think they love the, uh, the opera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep them on. We'll keep them on. I'm going to hit you guys with the entrance of that for the next episode. I swear to God, I'm going to We'll work it. on it. Yeah. It's going to be epic, man. There was that NFL footballer that dropped that. But anyway, you guys will see the next episode. All right. Lads and ladies, thank you for tuning in. uh, Thank you very much, uh, the uh, Unobstructable family. Yeah, absolutely. um, We're going to segue this thing out with uh, some brand new beats again. Yeah, absolutely. It's just an extra minute or so. Anyway. Peace.